Radio, where we discuss the unidentified, the unexplainable, paranormal, conspiracies, and much more. Starring your host and co-hosts, Eddie Nicasio, Sean Kelly, Chris Lowe, and Jason Spicer, Ryan Petro. Brought to you by UPRN Network. Now for your host, Jenny Nicasio. Welcome to Chase and Prophecy on FM 105.3, the UPRN Network, New Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. Remember to like us on Facebook and YouTube and subscribe. We need subscribers. Don't, you know, we need you. So I am Jenny Nicasio, along with my co-host, Sean Kelly, Jason I am Petro, and Trish Moe. Good evening and Welcome. Torture Tuesday, right, Jason? The infamous <laughs> Torture Tuesday. <laughs> oh, yeah. And by golly, nobody <laughs> got to see all the electronic gremlins that yeah, we're was having prevented this evening. Seriously, electronic gremlins. <laughs> and I don't know who brought them. And I see, I like your flag. Is that, at first, I was confused, Sean. I thought it was a green screen in the back. No, oh, it's God. a flag. Oh, nice. You're a good boy. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I like the yeah, hammer. Getting ready for Thursday. What are you oh, going to do on Thursday, Sean? Please tell us. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Probably. Are you going to hang out with your brother, Patrick? No, 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 no. I think I'm going to go down to the Harp and Fiddle and spend a little time with my cousins down there and then come did home. You, and... Did you have your leprechaun with you? No. I, did you you going to catch Lucky pastor? Charms? No, I couldn't. Did you go to the parade, the St. Patrick's Day parade? You know what? No, I didn't. Um, I was working. But here's the deal with that. I mean, that parade, sure, you get a lot of old-timers down there. And, 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 but it's mainly for the kids. It's not for grown-ups. The, the grown-ups are like in uh, Market, bar. Yeah, Market Square because <laughs> I think they blocked that off. Yeah. There's one big drinking binge going on down there. But you know what? That I don't even consider that St. Patrick's celebration because it isn't really on St. Patrick's Day. It's like a week Everybody before. is Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> I'll tell you a little something about that real quick. Um, you know, you get everybody gets dressed up in shamrocks and kiss me on my ears and all green and white. You know, the majority of them are not Irish. Yeah, okay. that's why everybody's Irish on Patrick's hey, Day. Hey, I used to go out on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> but, I'm not Irish. Hey, I went down right. to the South Side for uh, St. <laughs> Patrick's party once. It was crazy. Yeah, but Back um, in my younger days, when 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 you go to an Irish bar or an Irish party and you see a guy wearing brown or green, not green, <laughs> brown and uh, different normal colors, they're usually Irish. Yeah. Yep. They're usually Irish. Yes, they are. Well. Definitely. Moving on here a little bit. We have an interesting uh, show for you tonight. Um, We have Sasha Alex, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Leeson, and his wife, Janet, are on the show tonight. And they're going to talk about Trish, how do you say, Nananaki? Anunaki. Anunaki. Thank you, Trish. Yeah, thank you, because you know me with my pronunciations. Um, yes, so we do. Gonna, yes, we're going to yeah. talk about that and other some other stuff. They uh, before I introduce them, I just have to take a moment to thank my good friends at 
losing my mind here, guys. Just give me a second. <laughs> we don't want to make, we don't want to mess this up. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this new product. If you're having trouble with eating and drinking healthy during your busy day in 2022, I found the product for you. I want to tell you about an electrolyte powder I found. Hydronique hydration powder packets. It's loaded with vitamins and minerals, but with no added sugar. Something that is keto friendly and healthy. I love the fact that it has elderberry, which has an immune boosting property for support during cold and flu season. I can bring it to the gym. It's little packets fit right in my gym bag and you can take it traveling. So it's delicious and leaves me feeling refreshed after a workout instead of drained like I usually do. You can find Hydronique Hydration on Amazon and the link in my bio and website, hydroniquehydration.com. It's packed with minerals and vitamins. Check it out. I give it five stars. <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and move on to our guest, our wonderful guest tonight. And I'm going to have to bring them on. They're not only, um, they're like hypnotherapists, they're authors, lecturers. They have their own radio show. So let me go ahead and bring them on the show. Welcome to Chase and Prophecy, Dr. Sasha and Janet. Hi, Janet. Hi, thanks Hi, for having me on. Aloha. Nice Aloha. You're in Hawaii, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. And how's you know, the I just there? tripped I I just totally tripped out on what you were saying about uh, St. Patrick's Day, Sean, because the Anunnaki are, are the people who were there way before St. Patrick came and has chased the snakes, which was just a symbol for the Anunnaki. Uh, but uh, it's it's the same uh, St. Patrick's Day is a big deal for the Anunnaki because that's where they had their big conferences with each other. Oh, really? That's, that's amazing. Yeah, a long time ago. That's real interesting. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it is. Tell tell us exactly what they are for some people who don't know what they are. I know. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you who it is. Uh, you don't have to lean into the camera because I don't have to lean into the camera. Okay. okay. Uh, the the Anunnaki are, are um, the people who, after each disaster on Earth, gather together uh, survivors and help them start again. And the way they help them start is with great big temples uh, and they gather survivors and, and they've saved a lot of people too, because they can tell when this happens, whenever earth is passing through the torrid meteorite uh, um, stream, which happens in, in ways that uh, the extraterrestrials know. And, but they make sure they save some people and try to reestablish civilization with the survivors, with the codes to, where they come from, which is Siri in the Sirius group, the belt of Orion. There's a group of stars called the Pleiades, and they in these temples point back to there. And if you sight with the through the temple through these holes, it tells you where they came from. And they meditate on these places at the solstices, and they feel a oneness with the earth. And it's a whole big deal. But these things have, have are rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt on the ley lines of the earth uh, because that's where they get the energy and when it all lines up especially now when we're lined up with the galactic core uh, it, it's it's the time of high contact with the extraterrestrials well, who are they to us and so, so they 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 are there are that we are they they uh, have hybridized with a whole bunch of different people in the beginning they came from the Lyran group 
and they were running from the Dracos. And as the groups that settled on Earth uh, were warring with the Dracos, who were also settling on Earth. The Dracos came to Lemuria. The um, the Lyrans, uh, humanoids like us, uh, settled uh, in Atlantis. And, and there was huge wars on Earth. And finally, there was a uh, galactic meeting on Andromeda. It was called the Council of Hatona, where they, just, where they asked, well, look, you, Earth is just an incredible place. All the species, instead of warring, make a proto-humans and put them all over in, in each area can have a proto-human, see what you develop with your, your, the way you work things. And 12 human groups and one Draco group signed up. And so they gave us our genetics. And the basic genetics of our brainstem is what the Dracos choose. This is our fight or flight because they thought, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be real. It's a tough planet. And beside that, we think we're going to take over this savage, uh, instinctual part of us. So that's that's our that's the way we started. When the Anunnaki came 450,000 years ago from the planet Nibiru, they came for gold. They wanted gold to float up into their atmosphere and plug a hole in the atmosphere um, caused by a thermonuclear war and, and stuff like that. And that's what they came for is gold. And uh, they they made hybrid slaves using some of the humans, these proto-humans I already described. Homo erectus was the one they used in uh, Africa, but they used the, uh, proto-humans and they made our race. At 300,000 years ago, they made Adam and Eve, and uh, her name was really Tiamat, and she, she scared the heck out of them because she was way smart genius, and she uh, did an acid trip, and it blew their minds. And so they say they were their bosses were trying to keep down the humans because the human the the, uh, the new Earthlings were just too too bright and too assertive, uh, but it didn't work because the head scientist. Enki, Lucifer is what he's called in the Bible, decided he would have a, a secret society. Uh, it was called the uh, Order of the Snake. You want to say something? Yuki? Well, it's a lot of like a download, but basically the, the Anunnaki are behind the biblical stories and you know, the Adam and Eve and Noah's flood. And if you reverse it back to the origins in Sumeria and, and the, um, what are the other uh, languages. Anyway, go into the ancient languages and you uncover the original story, which became the basis of the Bible. And the Anunnaki were our you know, creators. They're the creator gods. They created humanity. And so you probably have a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big download, but go ahead. Wow. Go ahead. Uh, Any questions? <laughs> go ahead, I, I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that was pretty interesting. Um, I'll be honest with you. I never heard about it until you know, send some, some information over about it today. And um, I'm, I'm confused, to be honest with you. Um, I need to yeah. know, I need to learn more, you know, these giants. I hope you don't mind me saying giants because I can't pronounce that name. I'm from Pittsburgh. Right? <laughs> no, they, they are giants. They, they are big people. They're the big, great, big, big people. people. The giants? Okay. No. Okay, big Yeah, people, there's man. they left their skeletons all over the place. So, so how did so what's that? I'm so from how does that um Oh you're from Pittsburgh. You're from Pittsburgh. Yes. Oh uh, really? Avalon. Avalon. Oh, how are you Avalon. Yeah, Dormont. 
So come on, Pat. There's no excuse now. You should be able to pronounce it. That's true. Yeah, good one. But um, no, how does the Giants, you know, start with the Bible or begin with the Bible? That's where I'm confused. Uh That's a very good question. The Bible was written uh, in... uh, Based on uh, the, when Nebuchadnezzar uh, took the Israeli Israelite uh, intelligentsia to to Babylon and uh, and, and Turkey, and uh, they just study these old Akkadian uh, <coughs> texts. These were written about six thousand uh, year, years ago, or actually, it was most of it. The, the best ones were written only uh, about four thousand years ago about events. That older and older works in this in this library full of uh, texts that were clay tablets that you could actually read, and they were they were they, they were phonetic. It, it was a language, and it, they so they it told these stories, and the, and so these stories were based on still earlier stories and still earlier stories. And we fought, and the Bible by the time it, these guys are writing the Bible, they, they're captives, and their their particular leader is Yahweh. And they're trying to make it. There's lots of these these guys, but they're their guy. They're technologically advanced. They're really smart, uh, really powerful. And Yahweh is is uh, uh, dictating. To, they're trying to make it so he's the top god. But the, but God just meant Anunnaki. These big guys that had technological power, and uh, and and a lot of psychic abilities. And so that's so they so that's what the Bible was there in the Old Testament. But then every single time it's revised, whoever's revising it, like later on, Christians uh, following Paul, put I want to put women down and make them unimportant. So the Bible starts taking an anti-feminist. And so anyway, wherever, wherever whoever's working with these old things, you can just go through the layers. You can see how it's changed by who's in charge of the writing. Right, but the giants are. The, the, the giants are the ones that, that roam the earth. They're the Nephilim. The, uh, okay. yeah, the Nephilim. I, now, I thought the Nephilim were like, they were demonic. No, uh, if, Oh, yeah. So that's the way, the way these guys work is if they don't like you, you're demonic and you're evil and you're the devil. But the ones that, that, that are evil and the devil say about the guys that think they're the good guys, oh, they're evil and they're the devil. It, it's just what, what they say. Yeah, they're really, they're, they're, they're heavy dudes. You don't want to mess with them. Uh, but what what and so some of them got went crazy, went berserk, killing people. Others uh, integrated into the society. For example, Goliath is uh, in the Philistines is is re- working with the Philistines. He's one of them. So you have this Nephilim are the descendants of, uh, and they they were deliberately warned. You guys got to head for the hills if you don't want to go back to Nibiru, the home planet, because the flood's coming to the eastern Mediterranean, and it's going to really be bad. So the Nephilim is the hybrid, first generation. Uh, well, it's no, no, it's the descendants of, of those first okay, generations, and these are and, and the Nephilim didn't just mate with any old slaves. There was a second batch of slaves that Enki bred because he really liked getting it on with the girls. And these were super duper smart, and they're the and beautiful too, and so they, so that's the ones they kidnapped, or, or or they eloped with them. They you know they were into it too, at Marduk's wedding. Anyway, yeah, yeah it's a lot of information they don't know. You're, we got to go back up. So anyway, the, the, the Anunnaki were very tall in comparison to, to humans. I mean, the planet. 
So, but they were able to see the same species because they could copulate and breed. And that's because genetically they hybridized us with them. So we're all one species, but they're very tall, just like we have, oh. you know, basketball players. Okay. And we're from the Nephilim. Some yeah. of them are yeah. Yeah. Now, I have a question about that. You know that people that stand like seven foot nine, eight foot tall, is it possible that these giants existed in the back? And could they have some type of DNA with them? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You bet. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we, we have that genetically within us. Um, so you have the potential. Like my, my, my uh, grandmother's was, uh, my grandmother's sister was only 19 inches tall, but she was a full adult. So this is the human potential. We can be seven, eight feet tall. We can be, you know, three feet tall. And so it's all within this, this genetic pool, the gene pool. Yeah, I have a, a so question. So it originated um, from the Anunnaki. Okay. Go ahead. Thank you. So I've, right, I've seen, uh, you know, several shows where, you know, archaeologists are finding remains of, you know, obviously prehistoric animals and stuff. And uh, a while ago, I seen a show where they uncovered what they are claiming as giants, like like full skeletons of giant humans. They're saying they're like nine yeah. foot tall, ten foot tall. Is it possible that right. those are the Anunnaki's, you know, from Yes, it is. They're times? all over. They are all over. Every single uh, continent has all of these. The Smithsonian had oodles of them, and they hid them. Uh, in, in, uh, where the best of all is, is on the Isle of Sardinia. Uh, if you, uh, Sardinians will show you, hey, here's a bunch of uh, uh, giants. They're, uh, they're all buried here. And if the uh, authorities come, they, they, they make a person shut up, and they burn everything. And the Catholics <laughs> don't want you to know there's giants. But there's giants, and there's hundreds and hundreds of documented cases in the newspapers and it, and, and and people try to hide them but they're they're there not only are they're giants but a lot of the anunnaki like Akhenaten, have extended uh craniums there's uh, that's that's within the uh, genome of the anunnaki too the anunnaki has come to mean the generic term for the uh these people lyran descendants who are creators and sometimes helpers of humanity but mostly they pit us against each other so they stay in charge well, okay. They discovered um, it was just maybe two, three years ago a bunch of redheaded giants in uh, Nevada, correct? Yeah. Right. They found them in, in Maui here and they, they got in and they 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 covered up the cave and uh, took them away or buried them or something. Yeah. They put cement I in know, the cave. Nobody can go in. I know the Grand Canyon when I lived when I lived in, in New Mexico, the Grand Canyon um, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, um, a, a man discovered an explorer discovered um, that it was actually a pyramid. Right. And and but this right. and sent all of the artifacts to the Smithsonian, which you can't find that newspaper now or and the Smithsonian claims to have no no record of it right so we are, we know that government and government institutions lie oh yeah no <laughs> really what made everybody no. think that so if if this is you know, the, you know it's the bible okay so just it, it, so shut up about it <laughs> Okay, next person. Getting back to the <laughs> A great question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, Jen, your turn. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was just going to say, that it's just, if you believe this is, I don't know what's going on out there or something else in the universe. They're coming to get you, Jen. Probably. Okay, so these uh, no, oh Nephilians. Nephilians. I'm Italian. I like Nakis. Okay, so that's just changing the whole course of the Bible for Christians. So that they, 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 there is no Jesus Christ. There's, there's these aliens that came in, and they started the, you know, they, they created mankind, with their um, the Philians and their giants, and they're having orgies with uh, the slaves. It's totally blowing my mind here, guys. Trish, what do you think? <laughs> well, wait, I, let's, let's, let's reply, reply to that about, about uh, Jesus is rebelling against their system. That's the whole point. He's saying this is nonsense. These guys aren't gods, and they're they're ripping you off. And uh, we're supposed to be loving each other, not making these people rich. And, and uh, no, Jesus was a real thing. He was one of them. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So you he was believe the son of God and God Jesus is the he's a he's a not he's one of the um as extraterrestrials or well that was Yahweh, right? What, 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 what happens is in different every era people have inner archetypes that they right. identify with identify with, and he uh, he's in a scene he's meditated with, and what he is teaching is totally different. Than what Paul and the Romans taught about, and so there's there's different Christianities, but the one that Jesus was about was about saying love everybody and care for people. But the the other ones weren't. They were they were they were bad. They wanted to enslave some are good. Some some people some are terrible and hurt us and pit us against each other and create wars. Others are trying to uh, uh, enlighten us and say, get over it. And you realize you're all brothers and sisters from the get-go. And the only way you're going to survive on this planet is cooperating. That's the two different uh, uh, factions. And they're really uh, different. I, you know, uh, uh, us ex-hippies call it the difference between Christ consciousness and, and Catholicism, you know. I can understand that because I know that there's a lot of... Um renaissance pictures like from way back that there'd be um it might even been before the renaissance um where there would be out there'd be um alien spacecrafts in a picture of christ or Mm -hmm. i've seen that have you guys seen that nope Yes, absolutely. And and you can tell so much from the artist one of the things whenever they're showing uh, jesus or mary they paint a, a, a halo around them. You can see which ones they mean and everything. And so there's this incredible picture uh, of the, it's called the wedding in Canaan. And there's Jesus and Mary. They're, they're like, you know, 35 or 40, everybody celebrating their wedding. They had two kids. And they have the R around them, their heads. So anyway. Yeah, it's a nice, really nice painting. It's that same that thing. These artists capture sure. things. Well, they would always say, like, Christ ascended into heaven. Now, heaven could be, 
another planet, another dimension, Team up, Scotty. universe. Yep. Yeah, the universe. And yeah, they could have got on a spaceship. They were beamed up. You know, we have imagery of uh, people who are uh, alien abductees. They get beamed up. Have you ever seen those pictures? Mm -hmm. of the people who have alien abductions. There's a lot of artist rendition on them. Well, they get they get. Well, you did a lot of work with abducting. Like I think the electronic yeah, gremlins are in a tech mm -hmm. mode. You have you do you? You've oh, you can't hear us. I can't. Um, yeah, I think we got lots of connection. I was just asking you. You've done a lot of research with abductees. You've yes, we, we've worked with them. We've done hypnotherapy with them. We've done groups. We we went to the large conferences, contact in the desert. And working with all these experiencers, private sessions, uh, we regressed. Uh, well, I can't name all our clients, but a lot of clients. And then I'm an alien. I'm an experiencer as well. So I'm writing a series of books with people that are experiencers, and they're they're coming forth with their stories. And we thought there were just a few of them, but there's literally millions of people that have had some kind of paranormal experience. Your whole show is called Paranormal. So I'm writing books on ghosts and uh, interdimensionals and the cryptoids and so I just published a book uh, called uh, Experiencers, Aliens, Ghosts, uh, Aliens, Angels, and Ghosts. And I just cool. uh, set it up today. So it'll be up live in, uh, in 24 hours or so. Well, yeah. Trish has experience with that. Right, Trish? Oh, gosh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I have experience with a lot of different aliens, yes. What, you said your book like, like, just came out today. Where can we find it? Yeah, I just got the... I just got the Kindle up, um, but we have we've written ten books already. I, I I'm trying to put out a book. Experience. Aliens, angels, angels, aliens, and ghosts. But you already published one I, where you talk about this. I thing. have another experiencers book, which was is called Conscious Contactees. I did that about five years ago. Uh, we've oh. got five books on the Anunnaki, and. Um, I have a, a, yeah, there's a lot of books. We've, we've written 10 books. We like to write a lot of books. Oh, wow. But what I want to ask you, what kind of experiences have you had? Which, which uh, do you have different species that you've had contact with? Or is, what's your contact like? Um, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've had experience with numerous different species since from before I was born, actually, that I remember. Um, and then, of course, I've, I've had numerous near-death experiences in this lifetime that um, I believe a few of them actually saved me, uh, you know, and healed me from. So, um, because I, I do know I died, you know, from various, various heart attacks right. and such. And, um, and there were different ones. Um, one, I believe, was, was the giants or what's known, what we perceive as um, or I guess a lot of people in these near-death experiences perceive as I guess what people would call an angel, like a light being, but more um, right. huge. Like, I, I mean, this was, this was giant, giant, like 15, 20, I had 20 foot ceilings. So it was very large. Um, but I, I also know that they've shown me, they've projected their image into my mind a lot because as humans, right. the Merkaba, we can't, sometimes they move so fast and as light being some, we just, and, or sometimes we just perceive them as light. So we don't actually see what they 
what they look like uh, in some species. Um, so a lot of times that's, they've pre presented themselves that way. Um, other times, um, you know, there's, there's the grays, obviously everybody that's pretty, everybody knows what that, that kind of looks like. There's, um, the, um, you know, the Pleiades, the very tall and, and white hair, blue eyes, things like that, the Nordic, all of the different, um, the praying mantis type. Um, mm -hmm. And then I've seen some that, that literally look like something out of a, a monster movie, you know, like like species. So it, it just depends on what there's people don't realize there, there's not just two or three different species of aliens. There's hundreds right right so so that's a common thing you're getting telepathic communication you're getting images sent into your, directly to your uh, you know, voices call into your mind so you're not seeing with your eyes you're seeing with your um third eye or your mental eye mm -hmm. and so uh, yeah you're, you're definitely and, and you have memories before birth uh coming in you have near death a lot of the experiencers had near death experiences and when they when they die they see angels and they see extraterrestrials it's like they're just they're just right there short vibratory frequency different from us and people can see them in their mind's eye not necessarily physicalized but then sometimes we have where you see you have groups that see at the same time you know you have witnesses and we all, we all see the, the the being the creature so Go ahead, no, I just have they, to say something. Have they uh, conveyed to you what your mission in this life is? What your main missions are? What are they? Uh, I, I mean, I've been used for breeding purposes for, for a long time. I do know that. Mm -hmm. I, I know um, I've been used for many, many experimental. You know, but but there is a difference. Um, a lot of a lot of mine have also been military related. You know, and and so after years of, of, of trauma and coming to terms with with a lot of things it's um i was just i was just talking to somebody about this last night you know and people ask me all the time they're like well you're okay no i've had bad and good experiences with extraterrestrials it's not right. all bad but it's not but it's not all good either it has not been all good but it's very arrogant and um illogical for humans to think that we're the top of the food chain in the universe, you know? And so to me, once you get over that concept, a farmer raises a cow to eventually send a slaughter to eat. It's not that he has anything against the cow. It's just the circle of life, you know? And so I've kind of come to terms with that part. Um, right. Janet, um, can you tell can you tell me about the or tell us about the time that you were taken um, by the the Greys to the the alien military encampment underwater? You mentioned in your bio, right? Yeah, so that's one of the things. Yes, so uh, you're talking about the my labs military abduction. So I. And I think they orchestrate some things in your life. So I ended up working on Johnson Atoll, which is a military installation 800 miles southwest of Hawaii. It's now closed. Um, when I was there, like, they came one night, and, they, and I had a, I had a, a boyfriend I, I went there with, and he got fired. So then I, it, you couldn't be on the island alone because it was like 
75% men. It was just horrible unless you had a boyfriend. But once you paired up and had a boyfriend, then everybody left you alone. So when my <laughs> my boyfriend left, you get a boyfriend because I don't want you here alone because you you know you might get raped or something, right? So so when you had a you had a lover, it was better for me to have a lover. And since I signed a contract, I had to stay there. So I had a, I had a lover. Anyway, one night they came and took me and my lover. <laughs> we were very progressive, open-minded, right? And um, I they they took us. Uh, there was uh, six military. Like I can only talk about me. But I saw them carrying him. So they carried me like a surfboard, and they took me down to the edge of the water. And um, and, and as I was going down there, I was I was communicating with the typical grays. And it was a one gray on the. I was carrying my right foot, and I said I was screaming. And it, and they said, uh, and I said, why isn't anybody answering me? Why isn't anybody helping me? This, everybody could hear me on the island. I could scream really loud, and everybody had to hear me. And they said, oh, go ahead and scream all you want. And nobody's going to get uh, help you. You're in a you're in an energy field, and, and nobody can hear anything. So then I just relax because Trish, you know that you know the routine. It's all in your subconscious, but then it kicks in. You oh yeah, this is I know this game. Uh, you know, so just yeah. relax and enjoy it. So uh, <laughs> so they they carried me to the edge of the water, and I saw my uh, my lover coming down. And he was kicking and screaming, um, and then they set us down, and and then the this, this ship comes out of the water, and uh, we just. We had both been abducted before. We had talked about it before it happened. And I was like, okay, here it is. And, and we're, we're, we're conscious. We're not asleep. And we both remembered it the next day. So we, we just came over and, you know, they're coming up to get us. And we grabbed each other's hand. And we walked into the craft. And then it, 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 um, it launched itself out into the water. And if you look at Johnson Atoll, if anybody wants to pull that up a picture, there's a, a, a dark circle, really dark. That's the underground underwater installation. I don't know if anybody's talking about this, but you know, no, I, I I was this. Say, I've never I haven't really heard that much about that one. So that's interesting. But I, I mean it's relevant because I used to see uh, the message about that name all the time. I mean recently. So mm-hmm. So like Johnson Atoll? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what it meant. Oh, okay. Well, that's where they have. Uh, it's a. It's a. It, uh, it it goes thirteen floors down. I had a fellow uh, who was working on Harp, and he contacted me. He goes, "Oh, yeah, it's real." Because sometimes when you have these, you go, "Am I crazy? <laughs> you know, is that real?" So I, I get these validations. Sometimes it's 10, 15. That was in 1995, 96, 97. So anyway, uh, he he contacted me. He said, "Oh, yeah, they, they have Harp," and he goes. Uh, down by the shark chute, which he knew where that was. That was a term he wouldn't know unless you had been on Johnson Atoll. Um, there's a, a entryway that goes 13 floors down, and uh, they wouldn't let the average civilian go up there. But you know, so he described, oh yeah, I probably drove past that. So once you're down there, they have a part that's artificial and part that's natural. So you, the, the the upper level, it's all kind of retro furniture. It's like they took all the the extra furniture from the military bases around the world. So, so you have this 60s furniture in there, 40s, 50s, 60s furniture in there. And um, they have the, the metal, you know, the metal examination table. And they, they put my boyfriend on the table and he's screaming holler until the, there are three different sizes of, I call them grays, but they're not gray, almost like a tall mantis gray mix, really tall, like eight, nine, 10 feet tall. And uh, they go around him and, and they're examining him. He calms down. I'm sitting in a chair, and they come over. And they they they, um, they instruct me mentally, right? 
go over to that wall. So I go over there, there's a gown. It's like eyes wide shut. It's a beautiful emerald gown. It's all beaded and it's beautiful. Put it on. So I put it on and I, uh, and they direct me. We'll start walking this direction. So I start following where I'm being directed and all these doors start opening and these really tall Anunnaki come in behind me and they get taller and taller until they see they don't want to freak me out so they start with the ones that are kind of six seven eight feet tall but as i'm progressing then you get the, the 13 14 20 feet tall yeah. extra controls uh, but when we're going we're going down into a large cavern which is the natural uh, you know so the artificial pick the natural and there's this big abyssinian ball there and they and there's a light like shining in this perfect circle like a, like on a stage and everybody's saying oh is and they're saying telepathically, oh, is, is this the day? Is, is she the one? Is she the key? Is this, is this going to happen now? So they're all, they're excited. Everybody's excited. Like there's something going to happen. And I'm just in the, I'm like, I'm leading this parade. I'm going, oh, I don't know what's going on. So I get down there and I, and they get, all of a sudden they get quiet and, I, and they don't say anything. And I go, oh, I'm supposed to stand in a beam of light. And I'm, it's in front of this big, giant Abyssinian wall. It's very shiny. And I go and I stand in the, the beam and then the wall dissolves like it kind of physically like electronic and then then you can see this even larger cavern there's these big giant feet and and what it is is a giant dragon we talked about the draco lemurian war so the, the dragon the dracos are the ritual species one of the ritual polarities of existence so there's this giant dragon and we're all starting to see her so she projects an avatar of herself so she's standing in front of me just the same height as i am and and then we look at each other. It's kind of like a puja, you know. A puja is we we're the Vulcan mind belt. You look in each other's eyes and you you kind of connect all your thoughts and who you are, your memories. And so when we connected, it's like we access the quantum computer. So everybody's asking us all these questions and we're answering. It was almost, I want to say simultaneously. I can't explain the phenomena because it's just so outside of anything that humans have ever experienced. And I don't even know why I could do it. But I guess apparently I was a key. There's other people that are keys as well. So I've heard other stories about keys. So anyway, there was this whole download of, of information um, that the military wanted. And, and also assembled, there were all these uh, brass from all over the world and, and world leaders. They were all in this huge cavern which held about, you know, thousands or so people, right? And beings. They're beings from, uh, from all over the place. Anyway, so I had this download. And then um, I think I passed out because... They carried me back to my bed. Now, has this happened to you, Trish? Why do they drop you from about three feet up into your bed? <laughs> it's like they don't <laughs> set you down nicely. They drop you. And you go, oh, um, ah. have you had that experience? I've heard that from a lot of experiencers where they don't really return you uh, very politely. It's kind of like uh, it, dep it depends on, on which ones. It, it, I, I mean, yeah, when I was little, I used to uh -huh. end up, you know, five feet from my bed with a bloody nose, right. you know, so, mm -hmm. so yes, it wasn't necessarily like, I wouldn't even be dropped in my bed. I'd be dropped on the floor. I'd be dropped on, oh, yeah. when, you know, I'd I was outside the front door. I was trying to get into my house at night yeah. and I was like, what? I'm outside. Let me in. I had to uh, knock on the door. My mother goes, what the, how'd you get, how'd you get out there? I don't know. And, and it's interesting. I, uh, like I said, it depends on the one who, who's doing it because sometimes if it's, 
if it's especially with military related, if they're not supposed to be doing it, you know, if you have somebody else protecting right. you, then it's like it's like a kid putting something back that they're they you know and running away like they don't want to get caught. Right. <laughs> to me, that's how. It <laughs> yeah. And so, in situations like that, which is interesting that you were just talking about, it's I kind of think of it as like a summit meeting between right multiple countries and leaders and races and everything else you know it's kind of like <laughs> like everybody's coming together in one place and Galactic uh, united nations yeah uh, yeah yes. the russians well, none of it the she's not t the russians were there too they oh were, yeah not yeah. just americans they were russians there too yeah they kept saying that they were having um mock drills on what this is this is to the to the military and the civilians that were living there they're about uh, three thousand personnel on that island and they said yeah. we're having mock drills and they go and they you bring you there for yeah so i still don't know the answer to that one yeah so yeah so i had a year of that of, of my lab so i was just right there yeah i was uh, on the island about a year and a couple months and i i finally after that experience i i said i went off so i I found a way to get out of my contract and leave. I wanted to go back to the real world. <laughs> like, this is the real world. But, yeah, I, it was just too much being in, in that, you know. Oh, that's okay. amazing. How did you get, how did you, how did you two come together, your husband and you? How did you come together? You both have the same interests. Was it just something cosmic happened? Or did you, did you find each other through a group? Yeah, we, we were at a, uh, he was teaching Tantra, which is another specialty. So we were at a conference in the mainland at Harbin Hot Springs. I don't know if anybody's from California. Harbin Hot Springs burned down one of the earlier fires. Anyway, they had all these workshops going all the time. And so he was teaching Tantra, and I wanted to learn Tantra. And I contacted him, and I showed up, and we fell in love. And uh, But we, you know, souls know each other for, you know, across the, the centuries and in their different incarnations and so you recognize each other when you find it i mean we knew each other we were just drawn and, and i was actually living in, in honolulu in a different relationship but it was it was very dysfunctional and so when i met him <laughs> i you know i told my boyfriend it was like an interim relationship i had been married and so i was living there and i said uh you know i want to go to maui and so anyway we set each other free and then i came here that was in 1997 and we've been together ever since. Did, we've grown old. <laughs> Alex, have you have you had an experience of being uh, abducted, like your wife? Or oh no, 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 no one's gonna abduct me, man. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> no, weren't you abducted once? You said on a previous episode. I guess well. According to our producer, you know, it's a very good possibility because of my RH factor that I got. Mm -hmm. You know, so 68% of the people who have my RH factor usually get abducted. What are you, RH negative? Uh, yeah, whatever, the one that's the real yeah, high. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I got another friend that has that. So I guess I, you know, that was a question I was I was going to ask you, um, Janet. Um, how do you know if you got abducted? How do you know if you got abducted? 
Yeah. And sometimes you have physical markings. Uh, sometimes you remember things. Uh, I came back with a implant in my nostril and I couldn't stop sneezing for 24 hours solid. I had an implant behind my right ear. My mother took me to the doctor. I had a scoop mark on my right tibia, which hurt for like two and a half years every time you touched it. So you have, you know, physical, sometimes you have physical markings and you know what's going on. And I've had shared experiences with other people, like the young man at Johnson Atoll. We got together and we, and we were talking about what had happened. And so, um, yeah, it's always nice to have a witness. But sometimes, like, uh, I don't know if this happened to you, Trish. When I was a child, uh, I was on board ship, and then later I would meet some of the kids that we were on board ship with. And, and it's like they, they do the love bites, and you end up falling in love with these kids. And then you, then you start sharing stories, or you find pictures, and you go, oh, my goodness, I know, I know this kid. Here's this adult yeah. person who know this kid. And, uh, and so then the memories come, it's like a, a rush of dolls. When you start getting the memories, they start coming back. You don't always have to go to a hypnotherapist. Once you start learning, you can do self-hypnosis. You can, you can start writing and journaling. And like that. I'm, I'm writing all these books lately. When I'm writing, it's like, oh my God, the details are coming back. And then sometimes I correlate them like my, my house was haunted. And I'll ask my older brother and sister. And I, I, I say, tell me what happened. With, I write it up and don't you know tell me. Just write it to me and, and when i get it, it it matches the story so you can get a lot of proof or evidence and then what you know what one person's oh. proof is another person's side fiction there's really no way to absolutely prove any of this stuff because okay. even if you have a dozen people get abducted they're going to come back and they're going to deny the reality because it doesn't fit what you're supposed to have that happen in life well, it isn't just that it's that uh, our military has uh, all kinds of uh, aircraft uh, and they abduct people, and they, they do horrible things. And you think it's the military that's doing the abductions too? I think yeah. I think some of it is absolutely, definitely military uh, uh, stuff, and some of it they do a lot of the bad ones. That they do that right on. They, 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 this is uh, the military. These are people that are paid professional killers. What the hell do you expect? Very yeah. sensitive, a lot of them. Uh, usually, what happens is you'll have. And they can track the abductee. They know the experiencers. They know. And so a lot of times the experiencer will have an experience. And then within 24 to 48 hours, here comes the military. Because they, I don't know what they, I think they try to get your memories or, or they examine you to see what happened. So there's a, they know. They, they're tracking. Why, why would they want to do this? What, what's their motive? Abducting people. That's what a is good it? question. I mean, they, they had a hybridization program. Maybe they're trying to replace humanity or, or preserve humanity in case we blow ourselves up. Um, they want to know more about alien technology. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the people that have had experiences have, are able to fly craft. Sometimes when they're on board the craft, they, they become their uh, alter. They, they say, there's a couple of them, like, when I'm on board a craft, I'm a mantis. I'm a, I'm a gray. I'm a... So the, the, our souls are not limited to one form, one one avatar at a time. So you might have your human self here, and when you go on a craft, you're an Andromedan, or you're, you know, some species, we don't even know the name. We're just you're putting these human names to these species, but, you know, they may not call themselves the names that humanity is inside. Like Gray's probably, you know, hey, I'm a Gray. They, they ever probably have a name for themselves, like we have an American, right? 
So it's more complicated than anybody can imagine. That's why I'm I'm really delving into it. And uh, you know, interview. If you ever want to just talk to me, uh, Trish, I'd love to have a private conversation with you. Oh yeah, I, I, I love I, meeting I, other people. They, yeah, I think they they use um, in, in answer kind of to your question, Jenny. They they use a lot of people for um, their psychic abilities. They use them to channel. Oh, yeah. the, remote view they they use them you know to get information or even to contact because they know that person has a direct contact to other to specific species for for example so i i don't know can you tell when um like i started being able to tell when it was a human or like trying to um, communicate with me telepathically because they would ask me to write it down or speak it out loud. I'm like, oh, no, no, that's not actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a because, you know, an extraterrestrial would have been able to read my mind. So that's one of the first times that I started realizing the difference. Oh, cool. You broke, you broke it. Yes, that's wonderful. Right here, honey. You're, you're, you're off the screen. You're not on screen. <laughs> fire ice, fire ice. You know what? There, there's a question from Jean in the in the comments, and she would like to know. So, all the bruises I've gotten are mysteriously. Is it possible that she got abducted? It's possible, but you know we don't want to lead the witness. So, best thing is to go get to a hypnotherapist and and just have them regress you in general and see where you go, and you know have, have them go. What's the most important thing? What's most salient? What's relevant? And you might go to your childhood abuse issue. But if you keep doing these sessions, you'll eventually get through the layers and uncover more and more. Some people go to it right away. Go ahead. What do you want to say? So, so when something calls uh, to, to, to your attention, like uh, bruises, uh, that's a great sign to go into it and to imagine uh, that you can get some kind of communication with whatever that is. Maybe a little you goes inside and proceeds to the place where the bruising is and touches it in the bruising. You, you can use it, whatever it is, instead of trying to shove it out of your mind uh, or, or wonder just, and if you think maybe it's this, well, try this, make it up, make it up. And every, see, we all have within us everything there is and we're all and we're every. And all we have to do is focus and it'll open up. So uh, that's a wonderful clue. If that's all you get is uh, whatever you get. Gee, I don't know if this is true. And imagine it's true. It's, notice and make up a story about what happens next. But if you if you have a journal or you have your phone and, and you record it, like record your impressions when you wake up. Ask your your subconscious and your higher self. Tell me what's going on. And a lot of times you can get your own story from from your now you know like someone asked earlier how do you prove it I don't know you just just go with it and see what happens and uh, that's how people have contact with their their their, their relatives that die if you're open that you're going to have contact then you'll have contact but if you're afraid and freaked out you're not going to have contact same with the aliens like, the more receptive you are to contact the more you're going to get contact and when you learn to go past it well you know those those bullies that are bothering you that are the my labs. They're just uh, unconscious people. But if you can even talk to them, there's a human in there. You yeah. might be able to, to reach them and say, hey, do you know you're leaving me bruised? And you're, you know, that's kind of rude. Can't we just talk? So that's what I learned to do. I learned to just yeah. talk with them. I've, 
I've been at I'm I'm 68, so I I had memories like Trish coming in, and so over the years I've learned to stop and and just it's like having a lucid dream. You you know you're running from the monster, turn around and talk to the monster. Hey, so now I now I do that a lot with the the ETs, and and so yeah, when I was in my 30s, I they were taking me a lot because I was fertile, right? And they were using the breeding program. But, you know, I would just fight with them at night. And I, I'd wake up and, I, I, you know, you could tell you were screaming all night. I was crying. My eyes were puffing. I go, what's going on? There's something going on here. So I just said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. So the best way to find out is yourself and go in and say, okay, now I'm not going to overreact because they want you to calm down. And, and the more you calm down, now I go to these different meetings. Like that one in Johnson Atoll, by that time, it's like, oh, okay, you're going to a meeting. <laughs> We're going to have you see every species imaginable, and we're going to bring in all the top brass from around the world. And I wasn't reactionary. I wasn't freaking out. You know, it's like I had passed the test. It's a, okay, you're going to come in and be like an ambassador because I had sci- high psychic ability. I'm very telepathic. That's why I was called a key. There's a lot of people that can unlock interdimensional portals. And I grew up on a portal, so it might have been my, we, talk, we asked, what was your mission? Why did you, you're not, you're not just a breeder. You have a soul mission. You have a purpose. I do. I I, I think I'm a uh, mediator between between worlds. (laughs) Uh Um, Because, and I say that because I've I've done that. Um, It's like they've been showing me that in in the 3D also my entire life. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I went to a really pretty dangerous school in southwestern New Mexico when I was when I was younger and I was chosen for for that position and then it occurred to me after all these years of um you know working with spirits and stuff and how how everybody's afraid of demons and all this stuff and I'm the one that goes in and doesn't get injured by them you know when there's like a a haunted place or whatever for the most part Mm -hmm. I mean um, and, and is able to de-escalate situations. And then I'm like, well, maybe that's what they're, because I don't have, I don't choose sides. You know, I, I try to look at things from all angles. And I think that's what I do with the extraterrestrials as well. Great. Wow, Farah. That's Wonderful. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's interesting. Jason, you're quiet. What do you have to say? Oh, I'm just like absorbing everything. But uh, I was wondering I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there that you know are trying to make establish contact with extraterrestrials and you know UFOs. Uh, do you feel there's any particular method for the folks that are looking into something like that that might help them more so to make that uh, contact? You go ahead. Well, LSD helps. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll be seeing all kinds of a lot of different things nowadays. Oh my! I think you're setting intentions. You gather in a group and you're all meditating on having contact, and you're you're calm and cool and relaxed, and you're you're inviting it in, and or you can do it individually. Go out and you know practice not getting freaked out and running away. I used to, I used to have sleep outs when I was a kid back in the sixties, and I invite. We were, I was always seeing stuff, so I say, "Okay, do you want to sleep out? Let's go see if we can see tonight." And we would see all kinds of stuff, and we may have had experiences. I haven't addressed myself to find out more, 
Since your husband brought this up, LSD, no, were you guys on LSD when you were abducted? <laughs> Good call, Jeff. Good question. Tell no, the truth. I, 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 was, I was not in a, in a drug culture when I grew up. I mean, everybody, I couldn't do alcohol. I couldn't do, uh, uh, what do you call it, marijuana. I mean, I grew up in the 60s and everybody around doing it. I, I'm so sensitive that I, I couldn't do those things. So I didn't need anything. I'm in the higher fiber. Before you That's how I am. <laughs> People yeah, are like, are you on drugs? I'm like, no. <laughs> I think, though, that's why a lot of people, you know, when they start trying to make contact um, with with even spirits or, or ETs or whatever, that's one of the things because not only um, is the the experience kind of scary. I mean, I was terrified. I was afraid of the dark until I was like 37 for that matter. So. Um, not only is the experience scary when you're not used to that, but it's the vibrational change that most people aren't used to. So right. even if they were the first time, they're not used to it and an ET approaches them, they're going to pass out anyways because it's it's too much. It's like going, you know, from high altitude to low altitude. It's too big of a change right, right away. So most people, you know, like you said, you don't you don't do the drugs or anything. And, and I don't either because things like that, especially now that I work with more spirits and stuff, lowers my vibration and makes me vulnerable to lower vibration entities. So I try to keep it high and, you know, I don't drink or do drugs and things like that. So right. Um, only for that purpose. Yeah, I don't want there is something a vibratory shift. I had a, I had a, a, a client that stayed here and uh, she said, okay, I'm going to pull it down. I'm going to pull them down. There's a ship right over the, and I could feel it. Everybody else is asleep. And it's like, yeah, okay. There's a ship. She goes, well, I'm going to bring them into the bedroom. And I said, okay. And I thought I was prepared. And as soon as she started doing it, I go, I, you, my legs grew wings. I mean, I just was out of that room so fast. Because there's part of me that wasn't ready to have them being right into the bedroom when we were sitting there doing this, calling them in. But I knew she was doing it because it's like I, I could feel it. But uh, then the other thing is the different uh, uh, communication. Uh, have you ever communicated with a reptilian? Their, their uh, telepathic abilities are so intense, it feels like you're dying. So I had to get used to that because they would contact me all through my childhood. I got contact on my life. So uh, this one uh, reptilian was, was trying to contact me. And, and I would just get terrified, like I was going to have a heart attack. And it felt like he was trying to, and that's what the soul sucker is in um, Harry Potter. That's what they were talking about. That was me. It feels like it feels like they're sucking their soul out of your, your brain, out of your head. And so I ran from him. And then finally, uh, I started communicating with him as an adult. And he apologized. Sometimes he'll come and apologize. You know, I'm so sorry that I scared the crap out of you when you were a kid. And, and it was never my intention. There's some that just don't have any empathy, um, I guess, a, at all. So, <coughs> yeah. Is, you know, I, I've never had any of the ones that, that hurt me or wronged me anyway apologize. But, um, yeah, I've had them apologize to me. Um, I was in a conference in, in Arizona, oh, the IUFO Congress, and, and I get up to go to the bathroom, and there's a gray hovering right. Now, that, that was, he was hovering right, he was right above Sasha, and I 
stopped and I went, oh my God. Anyway, uh, I just sat down and, I, and he, he was just telling me, he said, I'm, I'm really sorry that I scared you. Uh, Sympathetic so anyway, he was alien. Bye. Well, when we come, ahead, we're going to take a we're going to take a station break, um, and I want to ask you when we come back. I want to ask you about what you think is going to happen, and what do you think is happening now in the universe with all the chaos? We right back. Okay. <clears throat> right. Okay. Just one second. <clears throat> Bye, Sean. <laughs> Sean, you stay here. Let's <laughs> have water away. <laughs> He's there in spirit right now. True Crime Podcast hosted by Chrissy and Amber. They have over 150 episodes ranging from the infamous crimes like those at Jack the River. They dig into the wild and weird with details and facts. What I like about this show is their humor and energy while telling a great crime story. There's so many to choose from. If you enjoyed our paranormal investigation shows with crime, history, you're going to love old-timey crimey. True crime is better in black and white. With over 150 episodes from full length to bonus mini episodes, plenty to binge on. You can find a link on our social media platforms and a sample on our website. Old-timey crimey, where they know the good old days weren't always good. Okay. And Sean's on here. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let me ask you, um, with all the chaos that's happening um, with Ukraine and Russia and these Anami Noki Nokis and their peace loving creatures, um, and they're still they're still in existence, right? I mean, are they watching no, 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 what's some, going on? No, no, no. Some of them are peace loving, and some of them are are are, are hate loving. Okay, it's, uh, it's not that simple at all. <laughs> there's so factions. There's, you got the good and the evil. Are they still in existence, or is this something from the past? They're still in existence, and uh, the uh, uh, this is the beginning of a new era. The all that's upset that we're going through is part of what's going to um, force us into a singularity to realize that everybody and everything on this planet is interrelated and we have to uh, coordinate our, our behavior in order to have a, an opportunity to survive. And the, and the terrible things that are happening are going to force us to do it. Uh, before we die. Otherwise, we just go through the cycle again, which has happened so many times in the millions of years I've been studying, where everything gets wiped out, except some people survive, and, they, and, they, and the, the, the guys come down and try again. But in any case, this is the best of times. This is the worst of times. This is the only time you got. When you're going to be yourself, do it now. It's great. You have an opportunity the challenges of having all this crap is that uh, there must be a pony under under it somewhere. Under the ship, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah, it, this is a test. And where where are you going? Who are you in relationship to other people? How do you treat people? Do you kill or be killed? Um, do we do we figure this out? Are we going to up level? It's Groundhog Day. We keep doing this over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, we've blown up the planet before. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was a nuclear explosion. 
also was it in India? Was that the quote? Harappa and Mohenjo-daro. Yeah, really, I can't pronounce it. Harappa and Mohenjo-daro. And so, you know, here we are again, and, and we really we're kind of stupid as a species, you know, but we've been dummied down. So part of us, they shut off our brain. So we're only using, you know, one or two or three percent. And then the Anunnaki are whole brain species. They have they have the greatest intelligence of their whole brain. And we have this minute part. We're doing pretty well. <clears throat> the reason that it was like Planet of the Apes. <clears throat> well, I don't they know. Didn't about answer, they are. <laughs> you can hear can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. That's a good question. I, I think, I mean, I, I, I'm studying, looking at all this stuff, and I'm going, holy, you know, shit. What's going to happen here? I'm in Honolulu. They could come from Honolulu. I don't know what cities you're by, but when I was a kid in Pittsburgh, that was the number one target when Khrushchev put founding on the table. You know, it's like, but now they can go anywhere. So somebody gets... A bug up their ass. We we might not see the next day. So do you think do you think they would actually use nuclear? Um, you think they would there, use there, nuclear we, weapons? I mean, we had, wouldn't these knocky no, people come and try to stop it? We've had credible uh, uh, evidence that there was a nuclear uh, weapon fired from a submarine off North Korea. And uh, there was a warning a few sent, years ago. A few years ago, a warning sent to the president's aide. Yeah, I thought that was just. I thought that was just a mistake. Mistake. Was it the president? The president said. Uh, they, they said, "Okay, look, we got it by. We have a, a, a anti-missile thing that shot it down, Mr. President. Do you want us to hit North Korea because now we have a pretext?" And uh, people were telling the president, you know, it might have been our CIA, no. you know. So, and so he said, "I need more information." Where did you get this report anyway? From Sala. Oh, from Sola, uh, Dr. Sola. So uh, what I got, I, I tracked that down the next, uh, first of all, all of our phones went off. And it mm -hmm. said, incoming missile, you have 15 minutes. Now imagine every mm -hmm. phone on the island, uh, in, in Hawaii, went off at the mm -hmm. same time. 15 minutes. I, yeah, 15 I remember minutes. that happening, but they said it was a mistake. What? No, they, they had a ship the next day, a, a whale watch. And it, it got up on the internet for just like 24 hours and they took it down. And they, and it was a, like a, the dawn, they had these whale watches in the early morning, right? And so it, they saw that they saw the coming the, down the, and another the, one came and took it out. Now I live right across, I live in, across from Haleakala and that is Science City. And that's where they have the harp insulation. And if you remember, uh, Reagan talked about Star Wars. Well, they built this Star Wars thing which is to shoot down incoming missiles. So it's it's all over the planet and, and America. Maybe, maybe, I mean, I'm not on the in anymore. I, I used to have a lot more insiders and, and you know, a lot of the insiders know everything. But that is a, that is a possibility because I saw that video before I took it down and it was raw and it was just, and then and I was experiencing, I called my sister. I said, I think I have like 14 minutes to live I want to say goodbye. I mean, it's very surreal. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. So we could have had a million of those. They have these um, <clears throat> reports all the time about how the UFOs, they, they cover military installations and they shut off nukes. They redirect them. Yeah. So we have a long history. You can Google that. And I'm researching all this from my book of all the different uh, incidents where we did have intervention. So uh, will the, the good Anunnaki... Uh, you know, intervene. 
So I'm looking at it in 1954, February, which that's my birthday, February 54. Eisenhower had a series of meetings with extraterrestrials. The first group coming in were the Anunnaki. They called them the tall whites. And they, and they came and they said, it was like it was like 1951's the day the earth stood still. If you let go of nukes, we'll give you all the technology and you'll be in the you know Aquarian Golden Age, uh, the Star Trekian area. But but I said no. And then here comes the Greys and then they make a deal with them. But I think they're part of the same team. <laughs> when I was Johnson, they told the delivery system was the Greys, which are kind of insensitive. But they, we went down to the group meeting of all the species. So that's my information. But I can't prove a damn thing. But I can just tell you my hypothesis. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. If I was uh, as tall as an Anunnaki, I would definitely make a killer business out of changing light bulbs. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Wash windows, definitely. If I was that tall, I would definitely <laughs> use it to my advantage. How in the hell would you get in the they house, can, man? <laughs> probably have they a bad could send themselves down in an avatar. It'd be the same size. You could, you could, you could have had an Anunnaki at your lunch table, right? You don't know because they walk so, among us. I, I was going to ask right? you that if if you're able to um, distinguish, you know. And it's it's usually only for a while, right after I've been taken or whatever. I can go out in public and just look at people and and see past their uh, their avatar, kind of to to what race I can just point out which race they are. You know, it's it's crazy, right. but it doesn't last. I mean, that I can only do that for I, I can tell if I'm in close in within somebody's energy or or like touch them or whatever. But I'm talking about just like in a crowd. Um, can you, have you noticed that as well ever? Oh yeah, I had I had this guy come and sit in my living room, and it was like um, like when he walked in the door, it was like a fog. But as soon as he left, I was like, oh my god, did you did you feel that? It's like that wasn't a human being, because it well for yeah. me it like makes my third eye chakra buzz. But then mm -hmm. they can come in and it's like mass hypnosis and you're not going to do anything. I'm just sitting there very obedient. I sat right beside him. And then when he left, the, yeah. it was like, as soon as he left, it like snapped. Oh, my God. Did anybody else see that? So I'm like that, too. And I think that's because <laughs> we're always having contact. I mean, I have yeah. ongoing contact. I'm old. I'm 68 years old. They're not using me for breeding anymore. But now I'm like an ambassador and I go to the meetings and and I and I'm, I'm helping with this project of saving humanity from itself, you know, on yeah. some level. Now, and when I'm in my human avatar, I'm using part of my brain. But when you're outside and you're doing your work in the in the universe, your your whole brain. So you have a, a greater it's understanding a hard adjustment. of everything. What's that? It, it's it's sometimes a hard adjustment to to live in both worlds almost. And I have a hard time people... living in this world. <laughs> Right, well, you can't talk to people. Um, they're gonna lock you up or, or give you a, a shame and what are you nut type of look. So there's very mm -hmm. few people I really appreciate you, Trish, because it, it, you know it's 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 like oh my god, I can talk to somebody about this. But most of the time, you just keep yourself. You know, I'm not gonna say anything because you're just gonna make fun of me. Right. More and more, though, I'm I'm realizing because I got to where I just don't give a flip anymore. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> people think 
<laughs> so when I'm when I'm talking to people about these things in public, I've I've learned more and more. There's always there's always someone nearby or someone you know around. They're like they'll pull me aside and they'll be like, "Hey, can I talk to you about this? I've never told anyone this in my life." And here will come all the stories. And so more and more people are are telling you know getting those and that's why it's important and i tell people that all the time like i understand if you grew up in real i used to be extremely religious before i separated from from the church part of you know the dogma part of it and um so i i get it like i get being or if you have you know a family or friends that are um you know set in their ways and especially in play i live in kansas so everyone here is set in their ways because, you know, people don't leave Kansas. Like, (laughs) right. Kansas goes with them wherever they are. It's the prairie. You know what I mean? So, so it's, it's hard to adjust that, but that's why it is important to, to hear other people's stories and, and get those out because then more and more people are coming forward and that actually heals a lot of the trauma too. um, Right. When people can discuss those stories. Absolutely. Right. So um, do you have any final thoughts or do you want to share with us before we um, say, um, you say? Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I, I would just, it might be useful to uh, be able to in, embrace both the uh, paranormal and the normal, to be able to center yourself with and, and have both of them at your command so that you can go into your fair witness and look at your situation and see how much of one do you want to keep to yourself and how much do you want to reveal so that you're always reestablish yourself as the chooser. And the way you do that mm-hmm. is you embrace the opposites within you. That's good. words. <laughs> thank you. Wise words to live by. Wise well, thank you so much for coming on chase and prophecy. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Everybody. Well, that was interesting. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I had never heard of the Johnston. I, I wasn't. I never heard of that. Mm-mm. I mean, Me I, I, New Mexico, they have the underground, but not the. Uh, I don't know. Some I don't. I haven't heard heard in of that. Hawaii, one. Uh, not in Hawaii, but I did hear about. I mean, I remember when those the missile alerts went off. I remember that. They were scared, but then they said it was nothing. So it was like, okay. Oh my It was a test. They said that, oh, it was a test and somehow it went viral. <laughs> Everybody started looking at their phone. We're all going to die. <laughs> I mean, think about it, man. It's they not launched, funny. It's not it, funny. It is. I understand that, but they launched the nukes. That's just like an alien coming down and snatching you up and you're not coming back. Right? Think about it, right? They sent off some nukes. What are you going to do? We're going to die, Sean. We're just going to destroy right. each other and Sean, start it's over. It's over. It's but, over. And you don't want to live. You don't so want to live if there's so a the amount of radiation. So yeah. So why be afraid of it and just accept that it's going to happen if it happens? It will happen. All right. Can't worry about the stuff you can't control. I'm not worried about it. You want to nuke me? Go ahead. Damn. 
But could you, you know, if you're in the situation though, when you're on, all of a sudden everybody's phones go off because you're in Hawaii and in North Korea decides to launch a, a nuclear bomb. I think the worst part is, you know, <laughs> that's if, scary. If you were I to end up, if you were destined yeah. to perish by a nuke, I feel like you would be better off being directly in the blast rather than yes. on the outskirts where the fallout's going to happen and then Actually, like, destroys your skin and just, you know, makes you suffer i just yeah. saw something about that speaking of which because if you're directly it, it said it was on one of those uh you know what if or fact or fiction things or whatever um if you were directly at the launch site of mm -hmm. a nuke you wouldn't you wouldn't be harmed no it's it's no, it's after so say but, like no ad or whoever's who like is in charge of seeing where they go, they contact, say, like Pennsylvania. So it's not so much where the blast is going to hit, it's the way the wind is blowing that could affect, you know, so they kind of figure out, you know, the aftermath of the explosion. So, I mean, it could hit in Philadelphia and go out <clears throat> to the ocean, or it could hit in Philly with the wind, it can come back into Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> Just hold that thought. Jason, yes. thank our sponsor. Thank you, Carnation, for sponsoring the second hour of our show. <laughs> if you're looking for some good breakfast, look into Carnation Breakfast Essentials, enjoy it in your coffee, and have a great day with it. Thank you, Carnation. <laughs> thank you, Carnation. Thank you, Carnation. Thank you, Jason, for such a wonderful <laughs> job. You did such doing a good job. <laughs> you did it really good. <laughs> oh, look Very at him good. blush. Look at him blush. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys are so weird. <laughs> so, does anybody have anything going on for St. Patrick's Day today this year? Uh, green beer. Green beer? No. When is that? 17th? <laughs> yeah, this Thursday coming up. See, it's so terrible. I mean, maybe that's why they call it Thirsty Thursday. Who knows? But, uh, you know, Thursday, you can you imagine trying to, how many people are going to be calling off on Friday? Like, I'm not coming to work. It's a lot, tons. A lot of people oh, yeah. celebrate it still, tons. especially now the bars are all open and people can go have fun. And, you know, just sit in your, you know, lay in your bed and turn the police radio on and just enjoy. <laughs> you know, turn the police radio on. Yeah, and listen to all the chaos. <laughs> yes, I'm serious. You know what I mean? But see, you know, like like Jason was saying earlier, that um, you know, being at St. Patrick's Day, you're you're allowed to drink and get drunk and make okay. an ass so out of yourself. Okay, so you're allowed to drink to get Just drunk. Just don't drive because there's going to be Day. checkpoints everywhere. Yep. So why can you get drunk on St. Patrick's Day? What's that? I mean, what's that any different than any other day? I mean, why are you permitted to drink on St. Patrick's Day? I mean, it's just an Irish holiday, an Irish and, thing, I, I and you know what? When it comes to my show tonight, uh, into the night at are eleven o'clock, I'm going to be talking. Um, hey, leprechauns are fairies. Did you know that? No, I did not. Thank yes, you. Yes, they that. are. Yeah, they're. Uh, so yeah, you have they to come and listen cereal, to my show. You, you got to come. I and will. Listen to my so show. I would like to know what a leprechaun is. Uh, what did they say? It was? I mean, aren't they magically delicious? <laughs> uh, it's only in cereal, son. Uh, here, did you find our pot of gold? The seven facts of St. Patrick. This is in my show at the the snakes out of the leprechauns are likely based on Celtic fairies. The original name were now, how I'm going to spell this 
L-O-B-A-I-R-C-I-N, meaning small bodies fellows. You know, so that's little bodies. I thought they were like little men. They were like short midgets, you know, like like little dwarfs. (laughs) I think I stand about three foot. What do you think, Trish? Um, I well, it's I mean, yes, they're part of the Fae. Um, mm-hmm. But how tall are they? Don't call them midgets. I don't. I don't think they like. I'm sorry. That, but... Did I not insult you? <laughs> <laughs> they're just teacup people. People. <laughs> Tea, you know, there's like teacup dogs and miniature dogs. You know, you can just call them teacup people. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, leprechauns can can uh, they they can be they can play tricks on you. So so if you insult them, you ever see the movie Leprechaun? Oh jeez, yes, you have to be worried about going to bed tonight. I'm leprechaun serious. Yeah, I don't. That's why I I don't Damn. insult. Oh, hell, that, all all the leprechaun movies are good. You know, even my <laughs> son enjoyed it. He was like four years old, and he just loved the leprechaun movie. Then I've never scary. seen them, but They're but I scary. do know um, from you know working in the in with the the fairy realm, um, yes. There, there's you, you don't got to watch out. You, you don't you don't want to insult those. Oh ones. great! Now I have to, what do I need? Some sage? Get rid of them? No, sage ain't going to do that crap. Just throw him a bottle of whiskey and give him some gold. And this That's is interesting. Where this. am I going to get a bottle of whiskey? Uh, well, if the leprechauns always have gold. And the Anunnaki's are always looking for gold. Well, I don't know about those Anunnaki's because, um... right? Well, that's that's what I was going to say. When when it comes to you know when people are like, oh my god, not only does she believe in you know UFOs and ETs, but she also believes in believes in leprechauns. You need well, to me in my belief, all of these mythical creatures are extraterrestrial. Like I said, there's hundreds of different species. Just think of leprechauns as one of the species, and it makes sense. <laughs> okay. But no, you got a point there, Trish. On that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. But when when you say extraterrestrial, that doesn't mean they're aliens. They're no. Different. Well, there's there's extraterrestrials that live in the middle of the earth. You know, according to history and scientists and civilization in other civilizations. So, but but see, here's what come when I, I have a problem with science. Scientists. Okay? We call aliens someone from another country, for that matter. Right. So yeah, I mean. So here's my problem with scientists. How how do they notice? How do they notice stuff? They make it up. I'm I'm being honest. I'm being on. You know, I'm being serious about this. How the hell they know that this person? They don't know, John. They just they're bullshitters. You know, that's what we are. But we're all bullshitters. I mean, it's just like right, Ava. You start talking about one thing, get a bunch of people interested, and next thing you know, it's true. Whatever it is, because it's science. But what science? My son's a scientist, and I don't understand the thing he talks when he when he talks about what he does. It's like way out there. What, what is he, he do biologist? Exactly? Microbiologist. Oh God, he does like fish and stuff. He I thought did, um... doesn't work at a dog food plant. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Microbes. Microbes. Like, bi- <laughs> like little tiny bugs, like viruses. Uh, he, he works with a lot of uh, what's that? Uh, that disease you get from pigs, not salmonella, but the other thing. Swine. E. coli. E. coli, yeah. He works with a lot of E. Oh, coli. And, oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to work with that. But, uh, I mean, but when me and him, when he starts talking about what he does, I'm just like totally lost. 
and I say, you know what, you know, I love you, son, but you know what, once you put it in the way that I can understand what you're what saying. person understands. Yeah. I don't like that. I, I, if you don't understand it, how, I mean. Right. So, so this scientist, and I'm basing it off my son, these guys are saying, okay, there's people that live in the middle of the earth. All right. And so they start talking in these big words, these long sentences. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't. You don't know what they're talking about. And so, you know, when they shut them up and you say, okay, I agree and move on. That's the way I look at it. I look at it like that, too. There's some, like, some of these scientists are so overpaid, like Fauci, you know. Well, whatever happened to him? There's like rumors, like conspiracies that he's being, he's in the witness protection for something. Uh, I don't know. It's just a bunch yeah, of I don't, know. I don't get into the politics or any of that jazz. No, so that's not no politics. Po- that's not politics, politics or whatever. You know, I don't watch any of that TV that's crap. That's just, that's just current affairs. Mm. Uh, so I was looking up Leprechaun and, you know, my, again, my, uh, oh, yeah. creatures Bible. And, um, Reputed to be very wealthy, leprechauns have buried crocs of gold and treasure. Though a leprechaun cannot escape if someone keeps an eye fixed on him, if the person looks away for even a second, the leprechaun will vanish laughing. A typical tale tells of a man who forces a leprechaun to reveal the bush under which a pot of gold is buried. The man marks the bush with a red garter and goes off to fetch a spade to dig up the treasure. Hmm. When he returns, he finds that every bush in the field is decorated with an identical red garter. Tricky little fuckers. But what? I, but oh, on the next awesome. I know jams. I know who that is. That's who either is that? Joe or is that you, Jenny? No, I was just putting music to her story. Uh, oh man, it's like bedtime story. But on the next page, what what goes with my <laughs> ET one is that piskies, like little, not picks. They're sometimes called pixies. Pixies are little fairies, aren't they? They're actually pisky um, from the British counties. It says they've also been known to borrow human children. So if you think about when these stories were written, borrowing human children, these children would go missing for two, three days, go off into the woods and disappear for three days. And their parents would find them either asleep in their bed or exactly where they left them. Which makes me think they're being abducted, and they called it by fairies or like pixies. Right. So <laughs> it makes like sense that. to me that that's that's where these some of these fairy tales and stuff come from. Very yeah, the grim fairy tales, man. Those are sick, sick. They're tales. all they're all demonic. Yeah, <laughs> well, you, you love that name, don't you? You love that word, demonic. Honest to God, here's the deal right now, Jennifer. Okay. Every time you say demonic, you're giving us a dollar each. All right. You're giving us I'll a be retiring each. in two weeks. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> My Mr. Predictor said it is. No, it's not the right time to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, what does everybody have on off topics? Well, my off topic is Ava doesn't have the gene good for good. DM, which is something I don't know how to pronounce it. DM is dis 
Let me see. I want to pronounce this. I have to learn. I have to take lessons. What is, how do you say it? It's called DM. What is it? Do you guys know what it is? Uh, do you have any more letters or just DM? Just DM. I don't know. Well, I don't know. And dogs. Let's get the Scrabble board out and figure this out. Yeah. It's called <laughs> Mayo. Oh, my God. This is when you need a scientist. Oh my God. It's a genetic disease like Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, really? That's not good. What is Lou Gehrig? Is this, is it AL? ALS. ALS. Degenerate, degenerate myelopathy. Mm hmm. And she like doesn't have the degene for it. I was so happy. It's a horrible disease that large dogs get. Mm -hmm. And um, my um, Ava's sister has it. My brother's dog has it. And mm -hmm. they lose the, they can't run. They lose the, the muscular sheath or something like that in their hind legs that they don't. It's like being paralyzed. Mm -hmm. And when they run, they like they drag their legs. It's horrible. But I was so excited. I got the news on my birthday that she didn't have the genes. So awesome. like, Ava will live to be an That's old good. lady like her mother. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> How about That's you, my topic. Um, Ostara is this weekend. It's March 20th. Uh, that's the spring equinox. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. For pagans and, you know. What are you going to do? It's also celebrated in different forms by, um, you know, even in, in Hindu and goes back to like Jewish, all, all kinds of di diff many different religions celebrate that because, um, but in, in pagan beliefs, the, the goddess uh, Eshe, which is where Easter came from originally, technically, I guess. Um, but it, but yeah, it's, it's this celebrating spring returning and mm -hmm. the light part of the year, the light returning. So. Oh, that's, that's guys, Trish, did you hear about this? Uh, did you get that message I sent about the, um, the end of daylight savings time? Yeah. How oh, they approved it. Oh. oh, so we're going to do away with it. Yeah. Starting 2023. I don't know why they're waiting to 2023 though. So that you can cool? fall back no. and get that one extra. Hour no, but that's what I don't understand, time. Jason. Is it um we don't it does it stay like it is now? Or does it know. go back to an hour before? Don't know, buddy. I'm a little Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what their plan is, but isn't the United States the only country that does that? Yeah, probably. Arizona doesn't do it. No, Arizona, Arizona doesn't I didn't do know it. that. I didn't know that. Didn't they originally do that for the farmers? Farmers, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But this is uh, 2022, so uh, technology and everything and farming is not like it used to be, I'm sure. You know, we so have bigger, they have, they have bigger so machines. And, oh, and it kind of is. Stuff, I mean, so. even when I was in, like, in high school and, and middle school, in Kansas anyways, um, it, during harvest season... It, they would just let like like half the school would be gone because they would be out you know working on the farms and stuff and all day and night and yeah there's some pretty big country boys out there <laughs> is there Sean oh my God you know what Jason you're so he naughty is. no he isn't I'm used to this shit this ain't <laughs> not 
That's Sean likes some big country boys. Yeah, oh, you just don't know. <laughs> You better watch out, Jenny. He'll be coming after your boys next. Oh, no, no, that's God, dude. That's that, that, no, that. Yeah, draw a line somewhere. You know what? Seriously, dude. Oh, come on, Pap. Like, no. No, I'm thinking of Jenny. He wants to rip your throat out. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, my off topic today, um, eye floaters. Oh, I hate them. Oh, those they little black things you see that look all them. You need to take yeah. some vitamins for your eyes. Octivite. Vitamins for my eyes and then the yeah, omega will go three. Away. Hopefully. Omega-3. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they, they drive me nuts. Yeah, if you talk know. to your eye doctor about them. Yeah. Because yeah. isn't there like a laser, laser surgery or something that can fix those? I believe. I Did you see that commercial for the eye drops? It makes you see close up. No. But then it says. That sounds it, dangerous. It's, it's, this is what cracks me up. It says, oh, you need your cheaters just, you know, close up. But this medication, just take these drops and you can see close up. And then it, towards the end, it says, may cause blindness. Oh, my God. <laughs> Huh. Like, you can see real close for five minutes and you're cause blindness. Like, life. why would you? Oh my uh, god! I don't understand. That'd be just like I forget what movie it was. Was it was a old movie where a lady <laughs> was blind for her, her whole life, and she had this doctor said, "I can get you five minutes of sight." Oh, okay. Right. So it was ready. She's unwrapping her bandages. She's all set. Right. What happens? The end, uh, power goes out and it's total darkness, man. You know what I mean? Right. So, it was an old movie. I don't know. Um, I'm getting back to you, ding dongs. Um, did, did you do? <laughs> did your, anybody ever have ding dongs? They are delicious. Did you snacks. have it off topic? I can't remember. I'm having a brain freeze. I guess I kind of have one. Uh, you know, from experiences, like how many, whether you guys or listeners have had uh, like paranormal activity act up when you're renovating your house. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Did it get uh, active I, yet? I could speak from a personal experience that every time renovations may be going on, the spirits let us know they're here. You know, maybe they're not happy, maybe they are happy, but just some odd, strange things may be going on. So has anybody else experienced anything like that? No, but they would I know that ghosts don't like when you come and re, you know, remodel. They don't like that. They they do not like that. But sometimes they do. How many times you remodeled your house, Jason? Uh, you know, there's, there's, it's been in sections, you right. know, like the the top floors, the kind of thing, first floor, and you know, just over the last ten years that we've been here, you know, my wife's done a lot of work to the place, you know, and uh, every time we start doing stuff, it'll be fine for a few days, maybe a week, and then you know, some odd stuff might start happening, you know, like we've had a couple See? things recently, so it's pretty cool. I would think that they, well, that the good ones, the higher vibration entities would like it and appreciate it because you're, you're creating a flow of energy that might, that was all otherwise, you know, it's kind of like when the Feng Shui thing, it, it changes the, the energy and the flow of the place. So I would think the good ones would be attracted to that. Not and my Not the bad, ones. The bad ones just want misery and don't want you to do anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> ain't that the truth? But I haven't 
I mean, all the investigations that I've done um, where people have remodeled their homes, they're, they're not happy about it. There are no happy spirits about well, that. Well, it's different if it's on, like, a, uh, if it's the land itself. If it's on, like, a burial ground or something like that, that's different, I guess. You know, so it's, it's like, um, but Jason, he's close to, an, like, burial grounds. Oh, there's there. all kinds of craziness yeah. over mm-hmm. here. It's awesome. I love it. Oh, come on, Jen. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? She's just having a good old time over there. It's like it's like when you plug a USB keyboard in and find all the special effects and like your uh, recording software, you just find yourself playing with it for like hours. <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen. Oh my lord! Jeez. Oh my Have god. you been on any ghost investigation, boys? Uh, nope. Not you just went to the Buxton Inn, Sean, again for the second time. March twenty sixth. Yeah, I was at the Buxton for the again. Second time. Yeah, there's three of those. Yeah, How many times? I mean, wait, you went the one time, then you went back? Had to. Uh, January, February, and March. Yeah, March 26th is the last one. Mm. Um, Which I is did next a, weekend. Uh, yeah. I did a private residence. Oh, um, what happened at the private residence? Um, nothing really. Nothing? No. Why did they tell you to come out there? Yeah, what happened? They were experiencing uh, paranormal activity, and but when you we went got, out there, nothing happened. Uh, we got some stuff going on. Um, we're still looking at, you know, some stuff and some personal experiences mainly, but it wasn't as bad as what the clients thought it was. So it was decent. It was a good one, but we're still going to the one in New York, right? Hinsdale. Yeah. Yeah. September. September sixteenth. That's one. Yeah, it's booked for the whole year solid already. Yeah, we were lucky because there was only two openings left. <laughs> yeah, right. And we got the one. <laughs> I should come there for that. You should. How about Probably you, be cheaper to fly than it would be to drive. Damn straight. But see, you know, he's Jason got a point. It's real hard to go and investigate places because look at the price of gas it's like just going oh, up and up, and up. Oh, you know what i mean yeah really who wants to go anywhere i, put, I, I mean... just put, i put a half a tank of gas in my car you know to keep it at the full march it was like 30 dollars. i was like shit that's it yeah that's just a half a tank dude yeah, the, don't get me started until mine it's like almost gonna be like 60 70 dollars i have i might have to head to uh Indiana, Illinois uh, state line here in a couple days for some work, and I was mapping it out and the mileage, and I know what like my truck gets and everything. You know, pulling my trailer, and I'm probably gonna be looking at about six hundred bucks. Oh my god! <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I was like, oh my well, god. Well, they said it's gonna go up to ten dollars a gallon. How long are you going to be gone? I mean, is it worth six hundred worth? I mean, how? Oh, does it get absolutely. There? Just absolutely. to get there, it's absolutely worth it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> it's work, man, and uh, yeah, it's a go. good, it's a good paying job. So, gotta go. That's gotta all go you. So, How about Texas? Did you get anything back from Texas? I didn't hear anything yet on that. And that, oh my god, I figured that I was crunching the same numbers, and uh, this was right before gas went up again. You know, just yesterday or whatever, and. I think I was going to be looking at probably like sixteen hundred dollars in fuel oh. to get there and back. Dang. I was like, oh my god! 
That's so expensive. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah, like my mom keeps saying, you know, we need it. We got to use it. So we're going to pay for it. Oh, that's like diesel, you know, in the roll-off truck that I drive, you know, for my day job. Uh, it's up to five fifty-nine a gallon, you know. So we're, it's like four hundred some dollars to fill that truck up every day, you know, just that one truck, you know. And you wow. got a whole fleet of trucks that are filling up one or once or twice a day. Oh my goodness, you know. Mm-hmm. There's just a few months ago, it was only three something. You know, it's crazy how. That fast, that yeah. Quick. The inflation price of fuel. The full moon is on Friday. Yeah, yeah that's why everything is the all screwed moon. up. One, yeah. Well, it's the worm oh, moon yeah. by the. It's called that by the southern native tribes. We should probably pay more attention to when the full moons are because every time uh, there is one, we do have a whole bunch of electronic gremlins. We yeah, and we do yeah. the show. It's really weird. Right. And we have crazy guests. <laughs> <laughs> we go. Yeah. But no, no one, but you're Why, right. We have crazy hosts. What are you talking about? I know. <laughs> uh, we're not I do, it does affect me during the full moon. I, I, no, it does to me too. I, I, mean, I just. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm dealing with customers at work that are just so damn miserable and angry all the time during the full moon. And it's like, <clears throat> a lot of crazy things are going to happen. Well, the prices of food going up too, Sean. Oh it's my god, everybody yeah. miserable. Well, yeah. Oh. So you notice everybody's like everybody's losing rate. weight all of a sudden. <laughs> and then St. Patrick's Day, so you're going to have all the crazy. I work that night, so. You All the crazy drunk people and how do you deal with them, Trish? Shut them off. Crazy people? At, at when you're at work at night. Yeah. Oh no, I I'm only doing it for St. Patrick's Day. I don't okay. always do that. I mean, okay. I'm Irish, but that's fun to work on St. Patrick's Day. You probably no, it ain't. yeah, because if you blend in with the crowd, get every, get the party pumping, you get all kinds of tips, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> So next week we have Marty back on the show. That should be interesting. Marty. Marty's coming back on the show. And I'm like, you know, Sean's like Marty who? I can't remember his name. Ed, um, Edelton. Marty you know who he is. He's been on it twice already. Oh, okay. He wore glasses and he's out in California. No. No. Marty is coming on the show. He's going to talk about. I'll tell you in a second. It's going to be a good show, I think. There's a lot of information. Okay, let's see. He is coming back next week, and we're going to talk about... I just lost him. It's hard to work on the computer while you're supposed to be working the the, um, screen. (laughs) Marty, future ideas. Okay, he's coming. He's going. He's going to talk about little people. Oh, mm. so this week we had big people. Let's yeah, we're going to talk about little, little people, people, fairies, elves, dwarves, and leprechauns. He could have been on today. Oh wait, yeah. that's going to be good. When is like St. Patrick's Day? Thursday. Thursday. Oh, that's it's not Thursday. too bad. Yeah. That'd be cool. I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, he's going to talk about uh, leprechauns and all kind of good little people. And then we have, we're pretty booked up until the middle of May. But I do want to do the next time that we don't have a guest, we're going to take the time and we're going to interview each other. And we're going to start with um, 
Trish. And we're going to learn all about Trish and all her little strange things that happen to her. Oh, I'll, have my, I'll have my questions ready. And then you will interview um, Sean and Jason, and you can interview me. And then I think that's a cool show. We'll just yeah, talk. That would be. Time. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That's the next time we don't have a guest. And we're pretty, like I said, uh, we don't have one for the 26th. Well, no, I think I do have some guy coming on the show. He's going to come on the show. He's in, he's in the, um, in front, I think it's France. So it's going to be kind of strange because he's going to be up in the middle of the night doing the show. Okay. So it'll be like two in the morning for him. How about that astrologer dude? Man? Is he coming back? Which one? Uh, the one we recently just had on. Last week? Um, Dr. Terry. Yeah, Dr. Terry. Yeah. Um, we don't have him scheduled, but we can okay. always bring him back. Guys, we are pretty booked up until May. Till May? Okay. May. Uh, next week on my show, um, Patty Negri, she's she's known as, as the Good Witch of Hollywood. Oh, it's really? Be on, and um, I'm, I'm excited. She... Um, you know, she has her, um, she even has her own, her magic university and stuff. She's, she's very knowledgeable um, huh. and a fellow witch. So. And she's a good witch she's or a bad a, witch? She's, she's also, she, she performs, um, she's a medium also, psychic medium. She does a lot of um, public seances and so cool. much stuff. She's, um, she appeared for a long time on on a lot of the on Travel Channel on uh, I mean on Ghost Adventures and all of those as, mm-hmm. um, but her mediumship is and and her um, you know her interest in the craft obviously is, is but I'm excited about that. She, that sounds like fun. I, I saw where she was, um, she's in Ukraine right now. I think oh, so. That, that's interesting. I don't know if she's still going to be there next week, but it'll be exciting to talk to her. And would she go there for a reason to help people or just to? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know if it was pre-scheduled or. Um, I wouldn't really want to be there right now. I'll tell you the truth. I know uh, she's she was going to, which um, I love to go. I, I, I don't know if she has any more available spaces, but she's going to Transylvania. Oh, I want to go there. There you go. There you go. That's exciting. Well, you gonna do stay at Dracula's castle for tonight? That would be yeah. Awesome. It would be it would be especially as a medium. That would be crazy amazing. I have had you know different channelings about that area my entire life. You know, we've even had people come readers and stuff come on here. They're like, oh Trish, you know, like there's somebody, there's like some Turkish person spirit that that follow maybe one of your guides or something. And so a lot of your European. Um, uh, I guess I don't know. Maybe spirits that are around me or something. Well, we're gonna get off the show. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. Yeah. Thank you for coming yes, thank on. Thank you and- for joining Torture Tuesday. Yes. Uh, definitely. Definitely follow us on YouTube and Facebook, and we'll see you next week. Thanks again. See you next week. Next yes, week. next week. <laughs> I wish we had my producer here to do this for me because I, I can never find it. Uh, geez, uh, geez. And have a happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yes. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. We, we want to hear all about the recovery stories well, from Friday Irish. next Tuesday. Definitely. Yeah. We'll hear some leprechaun stories. <laughs>